It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, Murph and Fred back together again on ESPN 1000. Well, that was half right. Murph's got the day off. He'll be back next week. It's just Fred for the next hour and 40 minutes. A short show. We've got Notre Dame basketball followed by a big Notre Dame football game here on ESPN 1000. So we are going to talk for an hour and 40 minutes or as long as they let us talk about the Chicago Bears. 312-332-3776. And why not? A couple days ago, a week ago, was three games in 12 days. The Bears were playing three division games with the Lions, the Vikings, and then the Lions again. Well, it's one down and two to go. They took care of the Lions last Sunday. Now they're gearing up for a tilt on Sunday night. The entire nation gets a chance to see Mitchell Trubisky and Khalil Mack and Cody Parkey and the Chicago Bears against the Minnesota Vikings Sunday night at Soldier Field. And we're talking about it, 312-332-3776. And as we do each and every week, we've got some Murph and Fred Twitter poll questions. Let me hit you with the questions, then we give you some questions that we can discuss here on the radio, 312-332-3776. You can go to Twitter at ESPN 1000. Here are the uh, three poll questions we have for today. How confident are you in a Bears victory? 100%, which is a phrase that I hate because everybody uses it nowadays, but I figured it'd be perfect out there, especially for Twitter. How many times you hear people say 100%? So that's the first one. How confident are you in a Bears victory? 100% or could go either way or not this week. Okay, that's the first one. Second question. Who will the Bears MVP be in Sunday's win? That's right. In Sunday's win, who will the MVP be? Trubisky, Mac, Cohen, or other? We only have four spots, so, you know. And it would be nice if we had other and then you could send something. Um, but we can discuss that here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The last one is who gets an interception on Sunday? The Bears defense has allowed just one hundred and seventy four points. That's right, one hundred and seventy five. Sorry, you missed that extra point. One hundred and seventy five points this year. They have a net point positive of ninety four. They've scored two sixty nine, allowed one seventy five. Their defense has been stepping up big time. Everybody on the defense is playing well. The question is, who gets an interception Sunday? Fuller, Amukamara, Callahan, or Jackson? Those are the four. So we'll check on the uh, Twitter poll questions at least once, if not uh, more than that, before we're out here at the end of the show. Till a 1040 talking some Bears football. We'll hear from Khalil Mack. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. We'll hear from Mitchell Trubisky. We'll also hear from Rex Ryan. He was uh, nice enough to join the guys, uh, Waddle and Sylvie, talking about the uh, Chicago Bears. He has some interesting thoughts. I want to know from you, the callers, 312-332-3776. What concerns you most going into this game? When you're thinking of the Bears-Vikings game tomorrow night, what's the one thing that just says, man, I think, they're, I think they can win. It's just if this happens, they can win. What's the one thing that concerns you the most going into this one? And also, I know this is for a lot of the older people, what will the headline be in the newspaper Monday morning? A lot of you people say, newspaper? What, what's a newspaper? Well, anyway, ask your dad. Ask your parents. Ask your grandfather. 
What will the headline be in Monday morning's newspaper? And does Cody Parkey scare you? If Cody Parkey misses and the Bears lose because of a Cody Parkey miss, despite the guaranteed money, would he be gone in your mind? 312-332-3776. Lots to talk about, lots to listen to with the Chicago Bears as they gear up for this one against the Minnesota Vikings. Going to be a fun game. Uh, you've got a Vikings team who is playing very, very well. Uh, their defense struggled a little bit, believe it or not, out of the box. They've played very well over the last five games. Um, they do very, very well on the road. The Bears defense is going to be put to the test. Kirk Cousins has some guys he can throw the ball to in Stephon Diggs, who has touchdown catches in four or five games against the Bears. You also have Adam Thielen, who had 100 yards receiving in, uh, what was it, eight straight games. He's got receiving touchdowns in six straight games this year. So we will discuss this throughout the course of the show. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. First, let's go uh, out to the phones and out to the uh, Bishop Ford Freeway. And Mark, Mark, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's going on? Hey, Fred Huebner. It's an honor, and pleasure to get to meet with you. We're two fellow White Sox fans, but it, the talk is all Bears. I'm about fifty two percent sure the Bears are going to win. <laughs> okay, fifty two percent, and I'll say if a big interception is going to come, it's going to come from the second level on defense. And I'm going with Rokon Smith for the game winning interception if the Bears win. And they've been making a lot of comps about Trubinsky. Who does he play like? Who is he like? I say he's kind of the twenty first century version of Fran Tarkington. And you know what? He gets away, and we appreciate the call, Mark. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there on the roads. He uh, he does get away from the rush. I don't think he's a, he has the escapability necessarily of Fran Tarkington. I don't know that most people do. I would think the guy that's closest to Tarkington would be Russell Wilson. Uh, what we see him do in the backfield and get away from uh, oncoming rushers, he's probably the best at that. Fifty-two uh, percent. So you're ju- he's just just over. He thinks the Bears win, but it's going to be close. A lot of people are going to be sweating it out on Sunday. I'm not sure if this guy will be sweating it out or not. Let's check it out. He's out on 294 where we usually find him on a Saturday morning. It's Bear fan Bob. Bob, how are you today? Fred, good morning. I hope. Uh, how are you? And I hope you're well. I'm doing well myself. You know, I really like your Twitter poll questions. My answer to you uh, about the one who's the most valuable bear is going to be other. And I'm going to throw you a curve this morning. How about Coach Nagy should be the most valuable bear? I think this game is going to be all about coaching. Okay, we understand what special teams are. If Cody Parkey misses another field goal, he needs to be flipping hamburgers somewhere else, in my mind. Anyways, uh, I think Coach Nagy is going to grow up as a head coach. I think you're going to see him put his players in the best position to win. I think this game is going to be a nail-biter. You're also, uh, Fuller should come up with an interception. I also see Floyd stepping up big. I think he's really going to come into his own. He's been doing very well the past couple of games. But, uh, you know, I I think this is going to be a nail-biter. This is probably going to come down to about a two-point game, I think. I will be attending the festivities. And Bears fans, please be quiet while the offense is on the field. We've been doing pretty good about that sort of thing this year. But be quiet because they're going to need it. The, the uh, Minnesota defense is a big boy defense. Mitchell Trubisky is doing very, very well about seeing the field. We want him to see the field and read his progressions properly. Fred, those are my thoughts. Bob, you, you bring up a great point, too. And a lot of the players, yep. 
a lot of the quarterbacks around the NFL try to let their fans know, be as loud as you want, but when we've got the ball, just be quiet so we can call our plays. And I think the Bears and uh, the sir, people at Soldier Field are finally figuring that out. Yes, sir, they are. Fred, you have a wonderful day, and if I don't talk to you, happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Well, you too, Bob. We appreciate the call as always, 312-332-3776. And as Bob talked about, when you're going out to the game tomorrow, it's a Sunday night football game. The entire country is going to be watching. Get on out there, cheer for the Bears, and Nagy's got a little bit of a challenge for the Bears. We have great fans, and you see that each and every week. You know, um, I think for 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 me and for our team, Man, it would, it's, it would be an awesome it's, – it's, it's our challenge to our fans for this night game to come out here and just just uh, get as crazy as they can, as loud as they can. It means so much to our players when they're out there, in particular the defense. When that defense is out there and you're in the red zone and, uh, and, and they're, it's third down and, and our crowd's going crazy and you hear them and they're standing up and they're rocking, there's nothing like that. And so that's, I think that's, that's my challenge to, to our players to come out and be, be very excited, but also our fans. You only get so many of these opportunities. And, and uh, so you don't want to overdo it. There's a balance to it, but you got to understand what's real. And uh, we're going to be uh, ready to go to play our game and, and uh, really looking forward to those fans being ready too. Well, it's funny. Uh, Matt Nagy says you only get so many opportunities. During the week, the NFL decided, you know what, we're going to flex another game. So that December 9th game with the LA Rams also going to be a Sunday night contest for the Chicago Bears. The Bears are 4-1 and one at home and they've made a concerted effort this year. Not that they don't always, but they've talked about protecting home field. Remember a couple of years ago the Bears didn't win a game at home all year long I mean you can't do that and I've said this over and over again old school football fans know this the rule was always try to win all your home games and split on the road okay I know it sounds simple but this is when teams were good uh and when the Bears team was good you'd win your home games that's eight and then you split on the road that's four you got 12 wins you're going to the postseason okay sometimes you're going to the Super Bowl you win your home games. Well, the Bears are 4-1 and one right now at home. They're doing very well. They've only got three games left. These three games, none of them are easy. Sunday night, tomorrow against Minnesota. Sunday night, December 9th against the Rams. And then Sunday, December 16th against the Green Bay Packers. I know, I know, the Packers just lost. They look like they're a disheveled team. They look like they've got nothing to play for. They still have Aaron Rodgers. We saw that at the beginning of the season when they came back and knocked off the Bears after the Bears had a 20-point lead. You can never count out the Packers, especially playing the Bears. But how nice would that be? Could you could you imagine going 7-1 and at Soldier Field? This is a team that many people thought would win seven games or maybe eight games. Right now, they're 6-3 and three with a nice... Seven games remaining. Let's see what happens. 312-332-3776. Let's go back to the phones. We head on out to Mokina. And Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jim. Morning, Freddie. How are you? Doing well. What's up? Good. First of all, uh, best wishes and positive thoughts to Pat. Hope she's doing well. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And the other thing is, I think it's surprisingly going to be the MVP is going to be Cody Parkey. I think he's going to kick a game winner either with closing seconds or in overtime. Well, you know, it's funny because one of the earlier calls mentioned uh, Leonard Floyd. Wouldn't it be nice if Leonard Floyd had a couple of sacks and Cody Parkey kicked the game-winning field goal? It would it would yeah. all come full circle. Everything would be great if that happened. 
A sack for a uh, safety to yeah. win the game. How about that? Sack for a safety. <laughs> you know, the one thing you can do, too, is Kirk Cousins, he's got eight fumbles, and he's lost six of them this year. So get yeah. in. They know that he They know he can be riled, you know, riled up. Uh, get to him. Knock the ball loose. I'm sure Khalil Mack's heading that way. He's going up against a rookie uh, second-round pick at the right tackle position. That'd be great. But it, it would be nice. It, it would be yeah. nice to see Parkey get the game-winning field goal, put to bed the whole thing about uh, practicing and missing and doinking and all the other things. Jim, appreciate the calls and the nice thoughts. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. Jim out in Mokina leaves the line open, 312-332-3776. We go to Old Town. And, George, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, George. Hey, Freddie. I think the key to the game is mistake-free football. No penalties, no fumbles, and to get after it because that secondary of, of Minnesota loves to hold on. Just push them away. You're going to have to be focused, and you're going to have to, you're going to, have to play real smart football. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you can't turn the ball over. And that's the one thing, George, that, you know, people talk about Trubisky maybe overthrowing t- people and missing on throws. The one thing he really hasn't done, and some people will say because, you know, the defense didn't catch the ball, but he hasn't really had a game where he's had two or three picks and it cost the team a win. So hopefully that doesn't happen. You're right. Mistake-free football, you should get a win if they do it. And what do you think? You think it's going to be, I mean, with the weather, I mean, the way it is now, it's lightly snowing. But are you expecting more from the running game, or you still think that Trubisky's going to drop back and put it up in the air the majority of the time? I think the running game's over-qualified in this, in this 21st century. We've got to take what they give us. Okay. And that means Mitch has to interpret what the sets are and make the right calls uh, based on what Matt's going with. And, and maybe switch it off. We, that, that's the maturity of a of a real football team that's coming. It come to its own on offense. And you know what? The offense is outpacing the defense. I'd like to see the defense. Uh, the last game, the offense looked awfully good, uh, and the defense kind of caught up, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the offense has been playing very well, George. We appreciate the call. The offense is definitely getting better. Even a guy that got called for a couple of false start penalties in uh, in Buffalo, Charles Leno, who's been doing a real good job, he said the offense is actually just getting started. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon, too. And I've been here for four years, and this is three games over 500 or something like that. This is a this is a big deal for everybody outside the city, but we know we got so much more so much more left ahead of us, so much more football, so much room to get better. So we're just getting started. Now a lot of people out there um, thought, and I was one of them. I said, okay, this is a year where the rebuild is starting. You're bringing a lot of guys in. You bring in an Allen Robinson. You bring in a Taylor Gabriel. You draft an Anthony Miller. You bring in Trey Burton from a uh, Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagle team. And then you have Mitchell Trubisky with an offensive mind and Matt Nagy. Nagy, a first-year coach, though. So you weren't sure what to expect. Cap stepped out and said nine wins. People scoffed at him. That's right. They scoffed. And by the way, happy birthday to Cap. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, but I know he's in New York celebrating his birthday, going to see Springsteen on Broadway tonight. Uh, Cap was on his Peloton bike live today, and he's all excited uh, after getting a workout in this morning. But Mitchell Trubisky, the Bears quarterback, and you look at some of Trubisky's stats here going into this game today, or tomorrow, I'm sorry, 
190 for 290. He's completing his passes 65.5%. He's thrown for 2,304 yards, 19 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He's got a 101.6 quarterback rating. I don't know the fans thought that would happen this year. And Trubisky said this is how they envision the rebuild. Not surprised, but definitely excited and happy about it because this is what we this is what we worked for, and this is how we kind of saw envisioned the turnaround happening. Uh, we got the right head guy in here, Coach Nagy is definitely leading the charge, and we just have the right guys in our locker room to change the culture around. Um, just the the belief and trust in each other, and come coming to work every day, putting the work in, and then just go and execute it on Sunday to to be able to produce wins and uh, it's it's a great um, vibe around the building now uh, the, the culture has definitely changed and there's a better vibe around the city and, and how people see the Bears as a um, and how they see us and hopefully people are proud of what we're doing because we're definitely proud of each other and, and the work we put in and, and what we're doing on the field so we just want to keep getting better and, and keep that good thing going yeah I think a lot of the people are excited about this it, it, isn't it great to be excited at this point of the season going into week 11 of the NFL season still being excited about Bears football a lot of times at this point of the year you'd be focusing on the Bulls or the Blackhawks. Thank God we're not focusing on them now. Really quickly, in case you missed it, Bulls were up 22 and then down by 22. They lose, getting outscored 78 to 41 in the second half. Third quarter, they get outscored 46 to 17. They lose 123 to 104 to the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Blackhawks lose in a shootout to the LA Kings, 2 to 1. So again, that's, that's enough Bulls and Blackhawks coverage for today. Let's stay with the Bears. 312-332-3776. A lot of people are wondering, around the country, we wonder how good people think this Bears team is. Because on a lot of the national shows, you always hear about uh, the Chiefs and the Rams. And we, rightfully so. And thank goodness they're playing in Los Angeles and not in Mexico this week. You hear about the New Orleans Saints. You always hear about the Patriots who struggled and looked bad against the Texans last week. Well, Rex Ryan can now be found on ESPN. And he joined Waddle and Sylvie the other day. And uh, they talked to uh, he talked to the guys about how good this Bears team actually can be. You know, Ryan Pace did a tremendous job as a GM. Uh, the fact, you know, he hired a, a good coach. I get that. You know, Nagy is doing a nice job and things. But um, the ability to keep Vic Fangio there. You know, Vic and I were together in, in uh, Baltimore for a few years. And uh, he, he was outstanding. And and then look at who he's added. All his free agents hit. So most guys can't hit one or two guys. He hit every one of them. I mean, taking the the, uh, the chance on the big wide out out of uh, Jacksonville, Robinson, he's done a tremendous job there. Uh, drafting Miller out of Memphis. You know, and so now all of a sudden, oh, and by the way, remember, it wasn't long ago he got criticized for moving up and taking Mitchell Trubisky. You know, I just call him Mitchell Trubisky Vic because, you know, he's so athletic and, and uh, you know, now he looks like a franchise quarterback. So, um you know everything he's he's done. He, he is he's hit home runs all over the place. The, the trade for you know uh, Khalil Mack, like that's a joke. That, that's highway robbery. <laughs> and you know adding to that defense they already had with Floyd and and, and Hicks and all those guys. I mean this is a, this is a dream come true for Vic Fangio. And and you know to me how good is Barris? Well, I look at it this way. They're what one? I think the only team in the top five in scoring offense and scoring defense. And how difficult is is that to do? Well, it's pretty darn difficult. And when you look at it, 
the last two times that the Bears ended the season in the top five in scoring offense and scoring defense, they went to the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know, everybody remembers saying this is since 85. So obviously the Bears defense was one and the offense was two. But then when they went again with Rex Grossman at quarterback, they were in the top five in offense and defense. But that's it, and that is how difficult it is. But when you do get that kind of team, it just it just shows the kind of team you have. And I think if they end up keeping this up, there's no reason to think that they can't do the same. Yeah, and that's a, that's a nice thing. That's Rex Ryan, who joined Waddle and Sylvie the other day, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday here on ESPN 1000. They have, uh, throughout the week, uh, the, the Lewis Riddick stuff, can't miss radio when Lewis Riddick joins them on uh, Wednesdays. Um, the Bears and the Vikings, one of the marquee matchups, and it's great because it basically you think about it, and you're going to have the nation watching you on Sunday night. And then a very, very short turnaround when you play the first game on Thanksgiving morning in Detroit, you get a rematch with the Detroit Lions after knocking them off uh, last week at Soldier Field. And Matt Nagy was asked yesterday how he's actually managing the next couple of days with the games on Sunday and then a quick turnaround on Thursday. What we did is we uh, we prepped them on that uh, about seven to eight days ago as to what the stretch they're about to hit. I wanted to make sure that they understood that um, what, what they're getting into here with these three days. But at the same time, those other two games you had to put to the side. So we started off with Detroit. Now we're in number two here with, with Minnesota. It's, it is a, a crazy turnaround playing a night game. Um, and then 80-something hours later, you're traveling and you're on the road playing a, you know, uh, an early day game. Is That's hard. I don't know when the last time is that's been done. Um, but that's – that's where we're at. So we will make sure, and we've already been through um, our p- game plan as a staff as to how we're going to handle the, the post-game practices and, and meetings and that sort of thing. So I feel really prepared there. Um, and I just want to make sure that our guys are really you know, focusing in on, on, um, on this game Sunday night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're focusing in. I know that they're all pumped up. They're excited. Uh, when the game was flexed, some people were concerned because of the quick turnaround. Well, you know, then they had another game flexed, and Akeem Hicks, he couldn't have been happier. Flex them all. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they want to see us in prime time, and that's always that, that's a blessing. That's, um, that's the type of pressure that you want. You want people to want to see you in prime time. You want the league to give you that respect and say, "Hey, these guys are playing good football. We want to see them." You know, at the only game on TV that night. So a week ago, I was with Trey Burton and I asked him what he thought about being flexed. He said pretty much the same thing. Everybody on this team said the same thing. Hey, listen, we're getting some recognition. Uh, we're out there. We're we're you know a six and three start. We're playing very, very well. We're on top of our division. Why shouldn't we be on national television? Why shouldn't they be flexing our games so that the rest of the country gets a chance to see what we're doing? And when you watch this Bears offense, and I do say this, I don't, I'm 61. Yeah, I'm old. I know I'm old. I can still drink beer and still love talking sports. But I've never seen a Bears offense like this. There has never been a Bears offense that had this many weapons. There has never been a Bears offense that had a tight end that can catch the ball in Trey Burton. Wide receivers that can catch the ball like Allen Robinson, like Anthony Miller, like Taylor Gabriel. Running backs like Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. We've never seen this, okay? Never. 
in the history of the Chicago Bears. You, you've had situations where you had a nice running game, a really good running game in Walter Payton. You had a really good running game in Gale Sayers, but you, you didn't have everything. Everything wasn't all put together. Right now, this Matt Nagy offense with Mitchell Trubisky running it has more weapons than I've ever seen in a Bears offense, ever. There's never been an offense for the Chicago Bears like this, and it's so much fun to watch. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball, and you have Khalil Mack. Thank you, John Gruden. You have a Leonard Flight, who we're still waiting on. But then you have Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan as the inside linebackers, and Roquan Smith is just turning it up each and every single week. Now, I've got the tackles here. Um, one stat has solo tackles, Roquan 48, Danny Trevathan 46. Total tackles for the Bears team, Trevathan 66, Roquan Smith 63. I don't care how you put it, okay? Roquan Smith, as an inside linebacker, is stepping up his game. It is so much fun watching this guy. And between him and Danny Trevathan, everything's going really, really well. And Trevathan was asked, actually, how good can this defense with nine games in and seven more to go, how good can this defense be? We can be as good as we want to be. Um, last year, you know, it, turnovers was the emphasis. And this year, you know, it just goes to show that we kept working at it and it, we reaped the benefits of it. And it's been helping us a lot. We love it. You know, that's our whole attitude. Uh, the ball is ours. Let's get it back. And, you know, DB's been playing lights out. D-line been playing lights out. Our ILBs and OLBs, everybody been playing lights out. So, you know, it's been everybody, not just one person, just, you know, buying in and playing together. ILBs, OLBs, you name it, they've all been playing well. The Bears are number one in turnover margin, okay? They have taken away 16 interceptions, 8 fumbles for 24 takeaways. They've given the ball up 11 times. Their turnover margin is plus 13, okay? 16 interceptions. He broke it down there for you. Kyle Fuller with four. Two each for Eddie Jackson, Prince of Mukamara, Khalil Mack. Uh, one each for Aaron Lynch, Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan, Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan, Sherrick McManus. This Bears defense is stepping up their game. They got a really, really tough opponent coming up. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, not going to be easy. We come back, we'll hear a little bit uh, from the Bears defense, from Vic Fangio, how they attempt to slow these guys down. Still jump on in, 312-332-3776. What concerns you most going into this game tomorrow night? And... Does Cody Parkey scare you? Four doinks last week. 312-332-3776. Murph and Fred on ESPN 1000. Welcome back in. Murph and Fred show. Murph's got the day off. He'll be back next week. Uh, next couple weeks, we got some shows similar to this. We're on until 1040 and 11 o'clock and... Just join us. We're always here at 9 o'clock in the morning, Saturday mornings. So uh, jump on in. 312-332-3776. The Bears and the Minnesota Vikings coming up tomorrow night. We'll get back to the phones talking about the Bears. I asked a couple of questions. Just said, what are your concerns going into this game? Your biggest concern going into this game? Uh, something that you're worried about. Is it Trubisky? Is it the Bears secondary against uh, Diggs and Thielen? Is it Cody Parkey? What exactly might it be that you're concerned about going into this contest? Let's go back to the phones. We go first to McHenry and Joe. Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Nothing much driving. But uh, I just got to say, you know, back in the day when Levy Smith was coaching, back, don't throw the ball. 
just run the ball, you know, okay, okay. Now it's like they can throw the ball. It's like, but I would say game one and two, I was like, okay, can they throw it? What's going to happen? Don't throw it, run the ball. Okay, then they start throwing it. You're feeling better. You're feeling better. Then Trubisky's chucking it. Bam, bam, bam. It was the best. You know, it makes you feel good. And the defense plays good. But I say the concern for the Vikings, win or lose, it's still going to be a good game. It's Sunday night. Bears are in prime time, baby. That's all that matters. Thanks. Have a good day now. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It is going to be fun. I mean, uh, prime time on a Sunday night. You wait all day long for uh, the the game. You'll catch all the other ones. Uh, Hopefully you're not all footballed out. My wife asked me, she said, what are we doing Sunday afternoon? I said, you know what? I said, okay, I'll give you Sunday afternoon. I, I can always check out highlights. I can always keep an eye on my phone, uh, whatever you want to do Sunday. I said, but I got to be in front of the TV by 630. And I, you know, anybody that's married out there or you got a girlfriend, you don't, you got to give that little leeway time, okay? I know the game doesn't start till like 720, but you got, I got to say like 630 because the odds are they're going to push it. <laughs> right, right, Felix. You yes. know this. They're going to push it. If you say, "Yeah, I need to be somewhere by six thirty at six thirty, you're probably still heading for where you got to be. Yeah. And oh. and the first thing you think about when when you get a Bears game flexed out, right? The first thing that comes to mind is like, yes, red zone all day. I get to watch all these games yep. without worrying about I having know. to focus on the Bears game too. Yeah. And yeah, I gave know. that away. I told my wife. I said, whatever you need to do. I says we can do whatever you want to do, but I got to be <laughs> home in front of the TV. By 6.30, so I can get there, get comfortable, make sure I got everything ready, and then watch just a hair of the pregame. I usually don't like pregame shows, which is funny. I do a pregame show on Sundays with Mongo. Maybe that's why I don't like sitting and watching other people do them. Let's go on out to the Midway area. Justin, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Justin. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just wanted to say my concerns right now is the Bears getting off to a fast start. But I also called to make a comment. I heard you say that uh, you never seen a Bears with this a Bears team with this much talent. And I just wanted to know what happened to uh, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, and all those nice weapons that we had. If we had Matt Nagy back then, you think it'll be, I don't know, even better? Or is it just that the game is changing just like NBA with all the threes and you well, you know know everybody's using the open field? And I'm looking here right now, and you brought up you brought up a lot of great names. I was a huge Brandon Marshall fan. I really was. And Alshon Jeffrey, when he was healthy, he can go up and get the ball. And Matt Forte, you're right. But you, you didn't ever really have – Olsen wasn't still here, was he, at that time? Um, I think he'd left already. No, yeah, Olsen wasn't on the team. Yeah, I think he'd left it was already. Martellus Bennett, who was on that squad. Oof. You oh, know, oh, Martellus oh. was pretty good. Martellus was yep, pretty good. Sir. You're right there, you know, with Forte and uh, Jeffrey and Martellus. That, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. But don't you, don't you think this one with, with Burton, with the other three guys, including the rookie Anthony Miller, don't you think that, and both running backs, Tariq Cohen and uh, Jordan Howard, don't you think that this one's got, there's a few more options here? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's what the game changing and all. Just like yeah. NBA and everybody shooting threes, you know, we got more players to use the field, use their speed and everything. They're more shiftier, so it's, it's more exciting to watch. You know, better plays and coming because they also can play multiple positions. Whereas, the, you know, back then, other teams guys were big and they'll stick to their position, stick to their routes. Now we got guys that just want to perform. So it's actually it's fun, just like everybody you know noticing. On TV, man. Yeah, Justin, uh, appreciate the call. You bring up some good points. They did have some players. You're right. I, I like this one a little bit better. There were some established players here. I'm looking here. Uh, Brandon Marshall had 100 catches. 
in uh, that year, 1,295 yards. Martellus Bennett, 65 for 759 and five touchdowns. Brandon Marshall had 12 touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, 89 catches, 1,421 yards and seven touchdowns. So the Bears did have some weapons. You're right. How how soon we forget, okay? And and that basically is the last time the Bears were good, okay, in that, you know, 2012-2013 time. They have not um, had a home record like this since that season. They're 4-1 and one right now at Soldier Field. They're seeking their first four-game winning streak since the 12-13 and 13, uh, time. Um, right now, they are as good as they've been in quite some time. So Justin brings up some good points. He he includes some offense that maybe I had uh, quickly forgot about. And because it was a Mark Trestman coach team, maybe that's another reason I did. Uh, Vic Fangio, the leader of the Bears defense, the guy that stuck around. Thank goodness you heard from Rex Ryan last half hour talking about how important it was to keep a guy like Vic Fangio. And uh, Fangio talked about going up against a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. He's a very accurate passer. He's a very good uh, diagnoser of defenses. Knows where to go with the ball based upon the route they have called versus the coverage you have called. It's a very good processor of the information. He's accurate when he throws it. And he's got a deceptively very strong arm that I don't think he gets enough credit for. Yeah, you look at what his some of his numbers, okay? And uh, he is fourth in QBR right now under pressure. When you put pressure on him, he actually finds his receivers 66.3% of the time under pressure. He's completing his passes at 71.3%. He's got a quarterback passer rating of 102.2. Not too bad. And Khalil Mack talked about going up against a guy like Cousins. That's, 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 that's the challenge. That's the challenge we're looking forward to, man. Um, understanding that uh, they brought in a guy that is very good, you know what I'm saying, on that on that side of the ball. And so uh, it's going to be a very, very good task for us uh, as a defense to manipulate him and and then get to him um, very quick. Yeah, it would be nice to see them get to him. And as I mentioned, eight fumbles for Cousins this year. He has lost six of those fumbles. 312-332-3776. More of Khalil Mack, who talked yesterday after practice and talked about how important this game is, what this game means to this Bears team that's trying to uh, come back and build everything on the fly. Yeah, big game under the lights, man. These are the games you live for, you know what I mean? You want to clinch you want to you want to be in a, a spot where you can kind of clinch this thing uh, down the line you know what I'm saying so this is going to be a game that can be very you know I mean? very well tell the story at the towards the end of the season so uh, you want to win these we talked about how well the bears secondary has been playing and there's no doubt about it throughout during the offseason i kept saying the bears are bringing back their four secondary guys, their main secondary guys. As it turns out, they're bringing back five because you have to include Bryce Callahan, who is the nickel corner, okay, uh, who stepped this game up, has played really, really well. He's going to get paid when his contract is up. Uh, but you bring back the cornerbacks in Prince of Mukamara, and you bring back Kyle Fuller after the Packers gave him the offer sheet and the Bears matched it immediately. You also bring back both safeties, Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson. And my question throughout the offseason was, is it a good thing the Bears are bringing back their secondary? Well, Fangio said the secondary is playing well and getting national recognition. Well, they're getting more credit because we've gotten more interceptions, so that's obviously the main reason. But, um, you know, overall we've been defending the pass better than we have, um, and we've come up with some balls in the takeaway department. But, you know, obviously catching your opportunities is one. But being in better position, being in tighter coverage, um, 
maybe having a little better rush around you at all kind of plays into it. It all does play into it, and that's why you want to see Leonard Floyd get to the quarterback. And Khalil Mack, now that he's back after that ankle injury, you look at the Bears' injury report, and uh, there are not many people on it. Deion Sims, the tight end, is out, still in concussion protocol. Defensive tackle Blau Nichols is a questionable. Likely he will play. Uh, he is a dealing with a knee, and Bilal Nichols is another guy that the Bears drafted, playing very, very well. Uh, Javon Wims, a wide receiver, he's questionable, really hasn't had much of an opportunity. He was a full participant in practice on uh, Friday. One of the guys in that secondary, though, who might get picked on, you look at the way Fuller's playing, he's got four interceptions. Now, Prince of Mukamara on the other side, he does have two interceptions, but he may be the guy that gets picked on. Heck, last week, one of the Bears guys, he was picked on because they spelled his name wrong on his jersey. Uh, this week, Prince of Mukamara talked about getting ready to play Minnesota and dealing with Kirk Cousins, a quarterback for the Vikings. I mean, I played against Kirk, um, I think, about four four to five years when I was with New York in the NFC East. And, um, I mean, he's a great quarterback, and right now uh, he's playing at a high level. He has a great uh, receivers on the outside, and they, and they have a great running running game. And then you, and when you have a great defense, it can actually help help your offense. You get better um, field position. And um, I mean, just like last week, uh, us DBs were going to have our, our work cut out cut out for us um, on the outside, and um, we have to do a great job of um, playing great coverage against those receivers. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's going to be one of the keys. When you look at the offensive attack and the offensive weapons that the Minnesota Vikings have. I'm not sure what to expect. Both teams play pretty good defense. Um, Daniil Hunter is uh, a defensive guy with 11 and a half sacks for the Vikings. He's second in the National Football League in sacks of the quarterback. Their defense has been stepping it up. They've got 20 sacks in the last five games. Now, uh, that stat's kind of skewed a little bit when they got 10 in one game against Matthew Stafford and the Lions just a couple weeks ago. But when you have an offense that brings in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and also Kyle Rudolph, a guy that uh, can catch the ball at the tight end position. He is going to be a guy that Roquan Smith's going to have to keep an eye on. He's going to be a guy that uh, Bryce Callahan may need to keep an eye on. One of the keys that uh, Fangio has had with Callahan is he is one of those guys that can rush on those uh, safety blitz, a corner blitz. He's done it, and he's done a very, very good job of it. And Vix has done a really good job of picking and choosing his times to call a corner blitz. Nice to see, and we will see if... Um, we can get a few of those on a Sunday night. 312-332-3776. You want to jump on in, talk about your biggest concerns coming into this game. Maybe you don't have any. Maybe you're so convinced that um, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have put together the right team and they're all set to gel even more so than they already have. They're 6-3 and three right now. They've got, as I mentioned, uh, not necessarily an easy schedule going forward. Uh, you do play... Minnesota tomorrow. You hit the road then for Thanksgiving morning against Detroit. Then you got some time off. You get a good ten games or ten day stretch before you have to play at New York against the Giants on Sunday, December second. Then you're back home. Back to back home games Sunday night, December nineteenth against the Rams, and Sunday December 16th against Green Bay. You wrap up the season on the road again out to San Francisco the uh, two days before Christmas, and then. Two days before the new year, you wrap up the regular season at Minnesota. So you play Minnesota twice, the Rams, the Packers, 
Um, this is not going to be an easy stretch for Matt Nagy and the rest of the team going down the stretch. Speaking of uh, the Chicago Bears, speaking of coming on out and seeing guys from the Chicago Bears, you've got an opportunity to do that tomorrow. Monday night, and obviously with a quick turnaround, um, it would be difficult to get a current Bears player to come out there. But we've got a current Bears player coming out for football night in Chicago. Um, he's just not playing right now. It's Zach Miller. Zach Miller is going to come on out for a football night in Chicago tomorrow night. We're at Lakes Bowl up in Round Lake. The show starts at 6 o'clock. I'll be there. We'll be recapping the Bears game on Monday. Uh, talking about hopefully a Bears victory, breaking it down, hearing a lot of sound. And then at 7 o'clock, Zach will jump on in for an hour of Bears conversations. Uh, we'll discuss the Vikings game, get you ready for the Thanksgiving Day game against Detroit. Also, another reason to come on out to Round Lake and Lakes Bowl on Monday night. One lucky winner will walk away with a pair of Miller Lite Loft tickets for the December 9th game against the L.A. Rams. You must be present to register to win in uh, 21 or older. This is all brought to you by Miller Lite. So come on out Monday night. See me. Heck, who wants to come on out and see me? See Zach Miller. Zach will talk about a lot of things, how this season's going for him, uh, how enjoyable it is to be hanging with this team as they've been able to do what they've uh, done so far this season, off to a 6-3 and three start, and hopefully doing much, much better. Hopefully we'll be talking about a Bears win, a 7-3 and three team. Looking forward to a, a turkey day in Detroit. 312-332-3776. Let's talk Bears and Vikings. Your call's coming up next. 312-332-3776. Fred Hubner with you. Murph and Fred right here on ESPN 1000. One, two, three, Welcome back in. Murph and Fred show. Murph's got the day off. He'll be back next week. We're talking Bears and Vikings. Why not? It's the biggest game. Uh, well, probably not the biggest game of the week. There are some really good games. Some really good games. Eagles playing the Saints. Obviously, the Monday night game with the Chiefs going to Los Angeles and taking on the Rams. That's a really good one. But uh, for our interests, it's the Bears, a division opponent, the Minnesota Vikings, hot on the trail of the Bears into the division. The Bears are 6-3, and three, Minnesota 5-3-1. and one. Um, it was nice to see Green Bay lose the other day. 312-332-3776, that's the number. We're going to talk a lot about Mitchell Trubisky at the top of the hour, what you're thinking of him, if your opinion of him has changed, uh, if you're still concerned about him uh, having similar problems that he's had. Do you see him getting better? We'll talk all about Mitch after the top of the hour. We got a, um, I got a uh, tweet here from James. You can get to me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. He said, hey, I currently can't call in, but I got a question for you. Why is everybody so enamored with Kirk Cousins? He's yet in his career to win a huge game with meaning. He's 4-1 in primetime games in his career, 4-21 in his career against teams 500 or better. This year, the Vikings combined opponents who they have beat have a combined record of 13-33. and who have they beat? Cousins not a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterbacks do not hit the free agent market. He's always put up numbers, but what does he have to take away from that? Thanks for your time. And um, you know what? Kirk Cousins is a guy that he got out of Washington. He's got weapons. And some of those numbers I brought to, broke down earlier, okay, you have Adam Thielen's 53 yards away from 1,000. He had 100 yards the first, what was it, eight games of the season. He had a thousand yards. 
Uh, I'm sorry, 100 yards. Right now, he's 53 yards away from 1,000. He's got a receiving touchdown in six straight games. Let's see if that streak can snap. Stephon Diggs has caught four touchdowns in five games against the Chicago Bears. Let's see if that one can snap. Cousins is a guy, you can rattle him a little bit, but you got to get to him. Because if you just put pressure on him, he's really good under pressure. 66.3% completion percentage under pressure. He's fourth in QBR under pressure. So get there, knock the ball away. He's got eight fumbles. He's lost six of them. Quickly, let's recap the uh, Murph and Fred uh, Twitter polls. Jump on in. You can check them out. You can vote at ESPN 1000. First one, how confident are you in the, the Bears' victory? 100% could go either way. Or not this week. The second one, who will the Bears MVP be in Sunday's win? Trubisky, Mac, Cohen, or other? We also had, we had some guy that said Nagy when he called in. I, and who gets an interception on Sunday? Fuller, Amukamara, Callahan, or Jackson? We had a caller who said Roquan Smith gets one late in the game. So if you want to jump in with any of that, 312-332-3776. Again, you can vote at ESPN 1000. Don't forget, we've got a pregame for you tomorrow. Me and Steve Michael McMichael from 9 until noon, getting you ready for the Sunday night affair. We've got a lot of Notre Dame action today. Notre Dame hoops when we're done at 1040. Then Notre Dame football as they take on Syracuse. A big game coming up later this afternoon. So stick around ESPN 1000 all day long. Fred Hubner with you. Back to your phone calls. More Bears and Vikings talk after this on ESPN 1000. Welcome back in. Murph and Fred show. Murph's got the day off. He'll be back next week. We're talking about the Bears and the Vikings. You want to jump in? 312-332-3776. Your biggest concerns going into this matchup tomorrow night. Is it uh, the Bears' offense against Minnesota's defense? Is it Mitchell Trubisky against the secondary of uh, Minnesota? And uh, what are your concerns going in? Is it all Cody Parkey? Are you still worried about Cody Parkey? He was kicking at Soldier Field earlier this week. I don't know if he went more than once. We do know he went on Wednesday. We do not know if he went on a Thursday to a kick. And um, we'll get to that. You can get to our Twitter poll questions at ESPN 1000. We got three of them out there for you. And if you want to jump on in and talk about them, 312-332-3776. They are really quickly. How confident are you in a Bears victory? Who will be the Bears MVP in Sunday's win? And who gets an interception on Sunday? You can go to ESPN at ESPN 1000 on Twitter to respond. Or you can just give us a call, 312-332-3776. We'll talk about it. We're out of here at 1040 for Notre Dame Hoops. Big day for Notre Dame today. We've got basketball right into football as the Irish taking on Syracuse. That is a game later on this afternoon. So lots of Notre Dame action today. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, I'll be here with Steve Michael McMichael breaking down the Bears-Vikings matchup. See what Steve has to say about the Bears after their big win over Detroit and gear it up for the Sunday night contest with Minnesota. 312-332-3776. Now, one of the questions a lot of people have had has been about Mitchell Trubisky this year. 
um, talk about a guy that, you know, I thought that one of the worst things that happened to Mitchell Trubisky this year was the six-touchdown game against Tampa. You might say, what are you talking about? That was great. It was. But it made everyone's opinion that, hey, this guy can do it. He should be able to do it every game. He shouldn't be throwing any of those passes over people's head. He should become more accurate. Look what he did against Tampa. And he did a pretty good job, probably a really good job, against Detroit. There are a lot of people, and I think Matt Nagy himself, saying that Trubisky's game against Detroit was his best game. Okay? This is what Matt Nagy had to say after that big game, talking about Trubisky. For him to just be himself and and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't try to overdo things and make too many plays. Just stay within the system. Trust your teammates. Um it's it's uh it, it's a again I mean it when I say this I mean these guys there's so many hours that go into these weekly games and there's so many hours that go into the training camp practices and the meetings and the OTAs and and so now you're at a point where um, you're you're there you're 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 at a point where the the, the national um, TV is is moving your game because they want to see you at night okay great um, enjoy it that's fun. But don't change. No, no one changed. Our whole team don't change. Just keep doing what got us to where we're at. And uh, and then what better way than to be able to do it at home at Soldier Field? I mean, how great is that to be at home um, in front of all our great fans that are going to be going crazy? So we'll talk more about Mitchell Trubisky. We'll hear from Trubisky. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. We'll even hear from Tony Dungy as he jumped on with Waddle and Sylvie earlier this week talking about the Bears quarterback. But first, let's get to the phones. 312-332-3776. Your thoughts and concerns about this game as the Bears take on the Vikings tomorrow night. Let's first go to Edison Park and Mike. Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. What's up? Uh, I just, you know, I was listening the other day and that Mike Lombardi was on there and the guy just made some great points, man. Uh, he talked about his inaccuracy at North Carolina and how he sees it transitioning to this year. Uh, pretty much Detroit's terrible right. on defense. Right. And I think Trent Dilfer would have had a 500 yard game against those guys. But I think going against Minnesota, I think there's two keys. I think it's going to be his decision-making because we've seen him get a little too athletic with the ball in terms of like trying to run and scramble and just throwing it into a crowd sometimes. But I think his accuracy, because after 10 yards, I mean, it just, it doesn't seem like it's there, man. And I really honestly think I would like to ask Ryan Pace what he saw in the video of this kid to draft him with 15 games in his belt under in North Carolina and pass on a Pat Mahomes. It's unbelievable. Like, I can't even watch Monday night's game. But, like, I just think Mitchell Trubisky's a better athlete than he is quarterback. But tomorrow is going to be a test, so we'll see how he's progressed. And it's just it's going to be fun to watch. Doesn't Mahomes, I don't think when, be, when you look at Mahomes, doesn't Mahomes seem like, you know, if you ever played, like, playground football, isn't, <laughs> isn't Mahomes the guy you wanted on your team because he seems to be the guy that he could just say, take the snap and find somebody open? Oh my God! It's unbelievable the athlete this kid is. Yeah. And he looks like he's been there ten years doing it. Yeah, that's it the does. amazing part. I would. Love, I just, you know what the tough part, Mike, is we don't know how much he learned being under Nagy and 
Andy Reid last year. How that important that year of just you know learning this offense is. And we they talk so much. I mean, Mike Zimmer said the other day, he said it's hard to prepare for the Bears because the Bears have like 800 plays. And Nagy laughed and said, well, maybe 650 or 750. But the thing is, this offense isn't completely installed yet. And even Andy Reid said that it takes some quarterbacks as many as five years to learn this offense. So, you know, I, I, I agree with you about the point about his, some of his overthrows. He's cut, he's cut down on them of late. Uh, I don't, I think, I don't think he had any against Detroit. Now, even though the secondary's not great, he's still got to make the throws. He made some good ones against the, the Lions. Yeah, he did. I agree 100%. Yeah. I just, he, I, make good yeah. he can't be making, you know, I don't mind an overthrow if nobody catches it. Okay, right. <laughs> if the, right. If the guy's open, if the guy's open and he misses him, okay, your guy didn't catch it, but neither did the opposition. He hasn't had one of those games where he's thrown two or three picks. I just don't want that to be Sunday night. Can't have that happen. And no. Mike Lombardi also brought up a point where the difference between a playoff victory and a team that goes home is that small window and being able to put the ball right on the money there. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be uh, something we'll, that we'll find out tomorrow. You know, and Mike, appreciate the call. We'll bring up, we'll play some of those Mike Lombardi cuts because actually he was very interesting when he did join Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie had a killer week. They had, uh, they always have Lewis Riddick. They got Mike Lombardi on after Lombardi pretty much lambasted uh, Trubisky the week before. And then they had Tony Dungy on. But this is what Mike Lombardi said about Mitch's accuracy issues. I think it's hard, and I think you have to tie your feet to your arm. And I think that's what I wrote about in my book, Gridiron Genius. One of the things that Walsh always wanted to do was have a quarterback whose feet were tied to his arm. And sometimes you see Mitchell, his feet aren't tied to his arm. I mean, sometimes he's running, and then he throws the ball, and it's not going to be accurate. And so, therefore, you have some issues. I mean, look, when you break it down, when you run the ball 82 times over the course of the season so far, I mean, that's a lot of rushes, and they're not all on third down. And so he's moving in the pocket, and when he reads it, he sees it. After that, he takes off. And then when he does that, can he make a play? Sure. You know, he breaks down the defense. But the better defenses understand that, and they'll rush him accordingly. And I think that's what he has to overcome. Okay, here's where some of the other things that he talked about, and I agreed with caller Mike. Um, Lombardi did have some interesting points about Mitchell Trubisky. You know, and he, even Tom Waddle, Waddle who played the game, he said, listen, I've, I've seen some improvement but he's still waiting to see it. He still sees Mitch overthrowing people. And accuracy always can be a problem in the NFL. It's sometimes it's tough to improve on your accuracy if you don't have that going in. Lombardi talked about what the, he did see from Mitch on tape. I see a guy who has the first read. If he sees it, great. He'll throw the ball. If he doesn't see it, he's going to take off and run. Look, the guy's the second-leading rusher on the Bears. He's got 81 attempts for 320 yards. You know, and he hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game. Now, he ran the ball quite a bit against the Patriots because the Patriots did a horrible job of pocket maintenance. But that's what he does. I mean, he sees it, boom, and then he goes. And then when you look at his numbers in the first quarter, I mean, he averages over nine yards per pass attempt in the first quarter. Outstanding. Nagy does a great job of game planning. Once that happens, the second quarter, we start to go down substantially. And I think once you get away from that script, once he's not seeing things that he's seen in practice, then it becomes a little bit uncomfortable. And he has when he has to start playing faster, that's when the accuracy problems show up. And I don't know if anybody can dispute it. I just think it's right there on the tape. I mean, the accuracies after 10 yards is going to have to be something he continually works on. And am I saying he'll never do it? No. What I'm saying, he needs to keep working on it. And, and see, that's what quarterbacks do. Uh, for some weird reason, 
we think fans and I, a lot of media people think they comp- and I say this a lot. I compare quarterbacks to baseball pitchers. Okay, and anybody that's out there, you may have heard me say this, and you're probably rolling your eyes. But listen to what I'm saying. It takes a while to become a quarterback in the National Football League. It takes a while to become a pitcher and a good one in Major League Baseball. You can't just throw the stuff you were throwing in the minor leagues. College players just can't come in and throw the stuff they were throwing in college. Um, Pat Mahomes had the full year, okay? Um, you see what some of the rookie quarter, Baker Mayfield's playing very, very well right now. Believe it or not, if you watch him, he's playing pretty well for the Cleveland Browns. But a lot of the other uh, rookie quarterbacks this year, struggling. It's a struggle to play quarterback in the National Football League. You don't get it after seven or eight or nine or 12 games. It takes a little while. And I think Mitchell Trubisky is slowly but surely getting there. Let's go to Eric in uh, Tinley Park. Eric, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? I wanted to say thanks for taking my call. I just want to make one point about uh, Trubisky. Uh, they did, you know, I've been watching him a few times, and uh, definitely last week against Detroit, he looked good, and, and I was impressed. And we talked, I heard you guys talking earlier about the Tampa game. You know, every team that this guy's gone up against, it's been it's been an up and down, and you know, you have negatives and positives. But also, too, he he is new. He is new to this league. This it's a whole new scheme and aspect of the whole game for him. And I just want to say that these guys, he, everybody I feel is very expecting more than what we should have at, at the point in the beginning of the season to now. You know, I mean, Minnesota has such a great line, great linebackers. So, I mean, I would like to see a scheme that maybe can involve the run game, especially I was watching uh, Good Morning Football this morning. Yep. And we was talking about getting Jordan Howard involved. And I just wanted your opinion on what you think that would be the best thing to do for him to go into this game. Well, and we appreciate the call, Eric. Thanks. I do think that it would be nice to get the running game going any kind of way. Uh, the running game has has struggled quite a bit. Jordan Howard hasn't been able to get off at all. He did have a game where he ran the ball in against Buffalo. He ran over a safety, which was nice to see him run over a guy. Um, but, it, you know, we usually hand him the ball if they're getting a yard or two. Uh, right now, hopefully, they're getting some cohesion with the guard center tech or guard center guard situation in the middle of that line, because now you have James Daniels on uh, one side, you have Whitehair at center, and you have Witzman, the guy that uh, the Bears picked up after he was released by Kansas City. He knows the system. He played every snap last week at that right guard position for the Bears. So maybe slowly but surely, this running game is going to improve because it has to. You've got to see Jordan Howard get more opportunities and start running the ball because with all the passing weapons, you need to be able to have a running game. So some of the play-action passes actually work. There's a reason that a defense has to pay some attention to your running game. And when you talk about Mitchell Trubisky running the ball, as Mike Lombardi talked about, one thing you have to realize is he's got 41 rushes, okay? 41 rushes for 320 yards, so far this year. But he only has four in the last two weeks. He only has 10 in the last three weeks. Before that, he had six against uh, New England. He had eight against Miami, seven against uh, Green Bay. He was rushing the ball a little bit more. He's not run the ball that much the last couple of weeks. He has stayed in the pocket. Uh, the, one of the plays that I think showed me that he is progressing is when he started scrambling, stopped, found Ben Broniker for a 20-yard gain. Broniker 
ran after he saw Trubisky running out of the pocket, got open. Trubisky looked and found him. If you saw some of the ways that he was looking at his other receivers, as Lombardi said in early in the year, there's no doubt that Mitchell Trubisky was going with his first read. First read there, boom, hit him, first down. But last week against Detroit, again, it's Detroit. I know it's a team that plays in the NFL. That's only that's all you can only play against who you've got on the schedule. This week it's Minnesota. Last week it was Detroit. But last week he looked at his receivers. He looked left. He looked center. He looked right through the ball. He was looking and finding his second and third receivers. And when you have guys like Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. Uh, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, uh, Tariq Cohen out of the backfield. You even throw the ball earlier this year. You haven't thrown it much to Jordan Howard. There are people that you can throw the ball to. And I think slowly but surely, he's learning to become the quarterback that we all want him to be. Tony Dungy joined Waddle and Sylvie the other day. And he said, Trubisky can be great. Well, I think you see an inconsistent quarterback right now. You see a guy who's young, who's very talented, who's been a little up and down. Uh, I remember we're in our viewing room watching that New England game, and they put up a lot of points and moved the ball, but the Bears could have won that game. If Trubisky had been on and just hit a couple of the throws that were there that were open, they would have beaten New England. But then you come back and you see, like last week, where he is on point on every big play, and he's moving around and and, uh, making things happen with his feet. So I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's still a year away from maybe being where Patrick Mahomes is doing those things consistently, uh, maybe just a year ahead of the timeline. But I think you're going to see the same types of things from Mitch uh, that where a year from now people are going to be forgetting this uh, inconsistency, and they're going to say, hey, we've got a great quarterback here. Well, I'm, we can only hope so. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Um the The guy that's going to have to set up his defense to defend against Mitchell Trubisky is Mike Zimmer, and he talked about Trubisky's development so far. Pretty much everything, but there's been times he's had some pre-runners, and you know it looks like they're telling him, hey, you got to get the ball out. He gets the ball out with the accuracy. There's other times when... Um, he looks like Fran Tarkington scrambling. Um, you know, some of the runs he made are unbelievable. Uh, you know, and they're obviously using him in a bunch of different ways. I think the command of the offense is probably his biggest thing. You know, he's, he's being able to go through uh, progressions more now. Um, you know, I know, you know, when they're in their no huddle, they're telling him, you know, what plays to call and things like that. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of that style. Yeah, it's the thing where he is learning. It is, I mean, how many times do you have to hear Matt Nagy say that it is a work in progress? It's a process. This whole thing is a process. Nagy talked about Mitch each and every week getting better. He's seen more defenses now. Uh, every game, every third down that he sees, every red zone defense that he sees, just put it in the library. And we come back to that next year and we look at it and we say, oh, yeah, I remember that play. You know, I remember running that play against that defense. Um, it's all banking knowledge right now for him. And, um, and, and that's important. He's, he's slowly improving, which I love. Um, it's not going to be an overnight thing. He, he had a good game. Um, and and uh, we want to continue to have those good games. But there's a process to it. There is a process. And this past week, and I know it's just an award. Awards are nice. From what I understand, Um, Mitchell Trubisky was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, and he said he doesn't really care much about outside recognition. You get recognized. I mean, it's cool, but people talked so bad about me last week, so why should this week be any different? (laughs) 
I mean, I got recognized for um, playing playing well. I mean, I expect to play well. Coach Nagy expects to play well. I, I got better from the week before, so I'm, I'm embracing that process, embracing that process, just continuously getting better and better. And like I said, I, I expect to just go out there and do my job and perform like that. And, and when my teammates play their tails off and execute like they did, it, it makes it easy for me. So, uh, like I said, the credit goes to them, and it's just it is what it is. It, it is what it is, one of the phrases I hate, but he used it there. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about the great quarterbacks in the NFL, and when people look at them, they think of Rodgers and Breeze and Brady, and these guys aren't second- or third-year guys, okay? Uh, you know, Breeze is 39. Uh, it, it takes a while in this league to become a great, great quarterback, and you don't do it right off the bat. And uh, I think that... You know, it may be in the long run, maybe Mahomes was a better choice. Maybe Deshaun Watson was a better choice. But you know what, Bears fans? The Bears didn't take Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, okay? They took Mitchell Trubisky. So get behind your quarterback because Ryan Pace is the GM. He made the decision. He saw something, and hopefully we're going to see it continue to develop. Let's go to Franklin Park and Julio. You're on ESPN 1000. Julio, what's up? Hey, Freddie. How you doing today? I'm doing well. What's happening? All right, so Mitchell Trubisky, age 24. The thing that I think we look at a lot but fail to sort of look at from a different perspective is him being so young, playing so little games, and being able to progress in the direction that he has. And I think sometimes we like to look at the Patrick Mahomes and the flashy passers and six TDs and 400 yards, but the progress that he's made at his age with the games that he started I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll let you I, go ahead and speak on that. I, I appreciate the call. I do too. I think what he's done has been really impressive. He is getting better each and every week. Uh, you look at some of his numbers. I got his numbers here uh, for the entire season. Okay, he has seven interceptions, nineteen touchdowns, seven interceptions. He threw two picks against New England, and he threw two against Seattle. And I'm not counting the ones that were dropped because you know what? Nobody else counts the ones that were dropped. I guess somewhere there's an analytic that says, well, this pass should have been intercepted. This pass should have been intercepted. Well, how many times do they say, well, this pass was dropped and he should have had those? Nobody ever talks about the passes that were dropped that should have been caught. It's funny how that works. Uh, let's take a look quickly at how our Twitter poll results have uh, checked in as we bring in uh, Felix Reyes. Nice, to, nice enough to help us out. Let's start with the first one, Felix. How confident are you in a Bears victory? Well, we'll start from the bottom to the top like Sounds we usually good. do. Yep. 8% say not this week. 22% are saying 100%. And 70% are saying could go either way. Ooh, 70%. So this is going to be a nail biter all the way through, I think. Okay, second one. Who will be the Bears MVP on Sunday? All right. At 9%, we have Tariq Cohen. Okay. At 12%, we have other... At 33%, we have Mitchell Trubisky. And at 46%, we have Khalil Mack. Oh, the defense people are out there. 46% for Khalil Mack as he is uh, coming off a a two-sack game. And the last one, who gets an interception on Sunday? All right, we have at 15%, Prince of Mukamura. At 19%, we have Bryce Callahan. At 26%, we have Kyle Fuller. And then 40%, we have Eddie Jackson. That surprises me a little bit. Fuller's got 
four already this year. Eddie Jackson's a guy that, uh, you know what, I, I liked him. I liked the pick when it was made. He was a guy that was hurt in his last year of college. Uh, the Bears drafted him. Uh, I would like to see him and Fuller wrap up. That would be a wonderful thing. That's the only problem I have with these guys. Otherwise, they're flying around, as Wani used to say, doing very, very well in the secondary. So thanks for participating in the Twitter poll questions. We'll come back. We've got a few more things to talk about with the Bears and Vikings. You want to jump in? 312-332-3776 right here on ESPN 1000. Fred Hubner back together on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Ah, Murph had the week off. He'll be back next week. Fred Hubner with you, wrapping things up. I know it's a short show. We've got Notre Dame hoops coming up. Mike Bray's guys uh, go at it, and then. As you heard in the promo, it's Notre Dame-Syracuse this afternoon. So a, a busy, busy afternoon of uh, Notre Dame athletics right here on ESPN 1000. I'll be back with Mongo tomorrow morning from 9 until noon. Get Mongo's opinions and thoughts about what he saw in the Detroit game, how he feels about the 6-3 and three Bears going forward. Let's get to the phones before we hear more from Matt Nagy and more from the participants in tomorrow's game. Let's go to River North and Casey. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Casey. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Uh, just, I'm so excited for these Bears, and it's so great to see the city just fully supporting them. You know, we we got so many professional teams, but when the Bears are good, the city is like they've popped six of Yurko's blue chews. I mean, <laughs> we are so excited. I can't wait for Thursday. I'm just, I'm ready for these, all these games coming up. Short week. Let's do it. Go Bears. Sounds good. We appreciate it, Casey. And, and that's the one thing, and he brings up a great point, actually. When the Cubs are playing well, obviously there's a ton of Cub fans, and then there's the White Sox fans who really don't pay attention or care. When the Blackhawks are doing good, well, hockey people are excited. Sometimes the, the other fringe fans are. Same with the Bulls. The Bulls are doing well when. Um, but when the Bears are doing well, it seems like everybody uh, takes over, except for those few this few small, small minority of Packer fans that are out there. Everybody else seems to get super excited about the Chicago Bears, and that's where we're at right now. We haven't seen this for quite some time, and uh, this Bears team has stepped up. They have been playing very, very well offensively, defensively. Again, I've mentioned this several times during the course of the season. Hopefully it continues, but we were promised that uh, we were getting a good young coach who was going to bring an exciting uh, caliber of offense to this team. And then Ryan Pace went out and he, they spent money on Allen Robinson and Trey Burton and Taylor Gabriel. Okay. And then John Gruden lost his mind and, uh, the whites or the white Sox, the, uh, Bears sent a couple of draft picks, uh, to Oakland and bring in Khalil Mack to improve on an already good defense, a defense that was very, very good last year. And as a result, you put it all together and you've got this year's Chicago Bears. They're six and three, the three games they've lost. And Tony Dungy brought up a point. Uh, in the New England game, there were a couple of overthrows by Mitch where if he connected, maybe the Bears win that game. But they were only having to come back because the special teams let him down with two special teams touchdowns. The Bears, in their three losses this year, they led Green Bay by 20 points. They led Miami by 11 points. They led New England by 10 points. Their defense let them down. Their special teams let them down. 
The offense, for the most part, has not let this team down. Okay, They're playing very, very well. Trubisky, for the year, he has um, 19 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, a 101.6 quarterback rating. He is, I know he wants to change this number, he's third highest on a rate of off-target passes. Okay, That's something he wants to change. Um, Matt Nagy talks about what's impressed him about Mitch uh, and his decisions when it comes to running with the football or pulling it down and finding someone. Yeah, that's a, a, a great question. So for, for him, early on, I think because he wasn't so... Um, he, he wasn't exactly where he needed to be within the progression of the passing game. He would get from one in the progression, maybe two, to run. His eyes would go to the line of script. Now it's naturally occurring to where he gets to his progression, one, two, three, and then he becomes the runner. And you can see him tuck the ball, becomes a, a runner, and is protecting himself and not taking those extra hits. He, the other day or a couple weeks ago, he, he ran out of bounds. Um, he, he'll slide when he needs to slide. But uh, not every quarterback has that, that ability to know um, when to get down and also when to take off, and he's slowly graduating into that that um, that feel. See, slowly but surely, it's things he's learning. You look at fumbles for Mitchell Trubisky. He has four of the season. Two of them were in the first game against Green Bay. So in the last eight games, he's fumbled the ball only twice. I mentioned how many fumbles Kirk Cousins has. He has eight. He has lost six of those fumbles, okay? So Trubisky is doing a good thing there. He has been, t- uh, you know, looking for his receivers. I mentioned the last two games, Buffalo and Detroit, he only ran the ball four times. And what has he done throwing the ball? He's been a 35 of 50 in his last two games against Buffalo and Detroit, both victories, four touchdowns, just one interception. So Trubisky slowly but surely getting better, getting to where he needs to be, where he wants to be, and uh, cannot wait for Sunday night. I get to do this again tomorrow with Steve Michael McMichael. We get to talk about it from 9 until noon right here on ESPN 1000. And don't forget on Monday... That's right. Monday night, it's football night in Chicago. Come on out and see me at Lakes Bowl in Round Lake. The show begins at 6 o'clock, goes from 6 to 8. And in the 7 o'clock hour, I'll be joined by Chicago Bears' Zach Miller. That's right. The Bears' tight end will jump on in. He'll be there. Join me from 7 until 8 o'clock. We'll discuss the Vikings game, hopefully a victory, and a 7-3 and Chicago Bears squad and get you ready for the Detroit Lions a Thanksgiving Day game. And another reason to come on out, if, it, if I wasn't enough, and if Zach Miller wasn't enough to come on out and see the show on Monday night. One lucky winner will walk away with a pair of Miller Light Loft tickets for the December 9th game, which has been flexed to a Sunday night game against the L.A. Rams. You must be present to register and win uh, 21 and older to enter. So all kinds of fun coming up. And that's what the Bears do for the city. The earlier caller mentioned how much fun it is, how excited he is. The entire town excited. Today there's the Festival Lights Parade down Michigan Avenue. I'm going to the Festival of Wood and Barrel Age Beers. So if you're heading on out to the UIC Forum, look for me. I'll have the White Sox cap on with the, um, uh, you're walking around. I will definitely have a beer in hand. A little sample, just a small one. Uh, thanks a lot for jumping on in. Thanks for participating. Thanks for jumping on in with the uh, Twitter poll questions. Thanks to Felix Reyes for all of his help. Get ready, Notre Dame fans. We've got hoops. Then we have football. A lot of Notre Dame action coming up throughout the rest of the day right here 
And then tomorrow, it is Sunday. It's football. It's Bears-Vikings tomorrow night. We'll be back tomorrow morning to talk about it. Me and Mongo right here on ESPN 1000.